My friend Daniel from our Iron Men ministry blew up our group text this week or several days ago uh, with a question that really couldn't be answered in text. It was one of those questions that uh, seemed pretty straightforward with, you know, maybe a multiple A, B, or C kind of answer. But you know me, I'm not exactly the type that accepts that straightforward. I like to go off-road, you know, when it comes to spiritual discussions. Now, I didn't really answer the question uh, when he asked it in the text, so today on Iron Supplements, I, Kevin Trent, your fearless leader, your non-Jewish rabbi, answer this age-old question. As Christians, what laws are we to obey? The Old Testament laws? New Testament laws? Or both? Daniel, if you're looking for that Christian 101 introductory level answer, I'm afraid you won't find it here. No, I'm going straight for that 401 advanced level answer. And I think it may honestly make you do one of those mind-blown expressions. Uh, Often when Jesus was asked a question, he realized that there was a deeper spiritual truth that needed to be revealed than the question itself would allow if he just answered it just, you know, like it was asked. And so he would commonly answer questions with another question or with a story. Or he would go off on seemingly a completely different tangent. He did this with the teachers of the law who came to him and asked, well, you know, what are the greatest commands? And uh, he told them to love God and to love others. Love your neighbor as yourself. And uh, they sought to justify themselves and they asked, well, who is my neighbor? Well, Jesus didn't answer that question directly. He told the story of the Good Samaritan. And that's the way that uh, this question begs to be treated. Uh, It begs to be treated uh, not in a direct way, but maybe with more questions. So, as Christians, which laws do we follow? Well, I have some questions for you. Can one be expected to obey the law if there's no law? Would it be okay to punish someone for doing something if there was no law against it? How would you know if it's okay or not to do something if there are no rules? Can you expect someone to be obedient if there are no directions? Now, obviously, you can't expect somebody to do what you want if you do not expressly let them know what it is. You can't expect obedience if there are no rules. The government can't charge you with a crime for an unwritten law. It'd be unfair to punish someone for doing something that isn't forbidden, right? So I'm going to give you a few seconds to think about this question. When did we get the law? When do we get to the law? Well, you might think that's a pretty easy answer, right? I mean, it's called the law of Moses. (laughs) Obviously, we got the law when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments on Mount Zion. And, of course, we have a lot more codes and um, things like that that are written down in Exodus and Leviticus and Deuteronomy. So, I have another question for you then. 
Are you saying that there was no law before that? Do you realize how much history happened before the law was given to Moses? Do you realize that there was more than 2,500 years between Adam and the giving of the law? That's a longer period of history than that between when Jesus died and today. So what law did all those people who lived in that 2,500-year time period obey? And if there wasn't any law, how could God hold Cain's offering as unacceptable and Abel's acceptable? Why did uh, Cain feel such guilt as to bury his brother's dead body if he didn't understand that murder was wrong? How could God conclude that people's every thoughts were only evil all the time if there was no letting them know what was evil and what was good? And how could God destroy the world with a flood if there was no way for them to know what was evil? For that matter, how could God destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for their wickedness if there wasn't some expectation that they should behave differently, right? So I can go on and on. What God expected of people was obviously given long before the law was written down. So God's always made His expectations known, even from the beginning. The Ten Commandments didn't change what God expected of His people. It just codified it. So I ask again, when do we get the law? Don't you see that even though the law that hadn't, hadn't been written down, hadn't been codified, God still somehow made the spirit of His law known. He expected obedience even before there was a law. The spirit of the law, the obedience that God expects from us, hasn't changed from, well, from the beginning until today. But wait, you might think that Paul said we're no longer under the law, but under grace. So didn't we go from the law of sin and death under Moses to the law of grace under Jesus? Isn't there this new law somehow in the New Testament that's different than the old law in the Old Testament? And aren't we to obey the New Testament laws rather than the Old Testament? Well, here I go again. I'm going to answer these questions with more questions of my own. Here we go. Two questions. What is the law? Second question. What is the purpose of the law? For those answers, let's turn in our Bibles to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7, starting in verse 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sinful? Certainly not. Nevertheless, I would not have known what sin was had it not been for the law. For I wouldn't have known what coveting really was if the law hadn't said, you shouldn't covet. But sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, produced in me every kind of coveting. For apart from the law, sin was dead. Once I was alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin sprang to life and I died. I found that the very commandment that was intended to bring life actually brought death. For sin, seizing the opportunity afforded by the commandment, deceived me, and through the commandment put me to death. So then, the law is holy, 
and the commandment is holy, righteous, and good. Did that which is good then become death to me? By no means. Nevertheless, in order that sin might be recognized as sin, it used what is good to bring about my death, so that through the commandment sin might become utterly sinful. So the Romans had this weird understanding of grace. They thought that now that they were under grace, that uh, now that they were uh, justified by faith alone and not by works, that somehow they could do whatever they want. And actually being more sinful would allow God to be even more gracious. So they allowed God to be very gracious by sinning more and more. That's just ridiculous. God didn't ever intend for the law to be abolished. In fact, Jesus said, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. He said, I tell you that not one stroke of pen, not one dotting of the eye will will disappear from the law until the earth has passed away. And so the law is still the law. But what was the purpose of the law? Well, the purpose of the law was to give us guidelines for life. God wanted us all along to have what Jesus described as life in abundance. And the law that he gave was intended to help us understand what would give us life. But it did, did it do that? No. It couldn't because we're human. And what we do with the law is we break it. And because we are under the law, we are still lawbreakers, what that produced under, uh, to us was death. So before Jesus, the law which was intended to give life actually produced death. It separated us from God. But what the law was powerless to do, Jesus did by living a perfect life, by giving his life on the cross, and then being raised from the dead, washing our sins away through grace, he gives us the opportunity to live in a new law, in a way, the law of grace. And so the the commands haven't changed. The law hasn't changed. And so are we to obey all of the laws? Absolutely. From the Old Testament? Yes. From the New Testament? Yes. They, they actually haven't changed. Jesus said all the laws and all the prophets really just come down to two things. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. All the laws and all the prophets can be summed up in those two commands. In other words, everything that has ever been said about God and everything that has ever been written about God can be summed up in those two things, loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. The laws of the Old Testament and the New Testament, they're the same. And so if you're looking at it as what laws do we have to obey, Jesus said that we are to uh, obey all the commandments. And I think he tried to give us a different perspective on keeping the law. 
Instead of looking at it as a series of do's and don'ts that we should obey or not obey, I think Jesus was trying to get us to see that what God intends for us is a better life. And so what he wants from us is to express who he is and how he is. And that really just comes down to love. So when Jesus says there are really only two commands that matter, all the laws and all the prophets come down to just two things. And this is what life is all about. This is what will give you life. This is what the law was intended to do, to help you have better relationships, relationships with God and with others. So Daniel, I hope that answers your question fully. If not, you're just going to have to ask somebody else, my brother. I will see you all tomorrow night at Iron Men, Monday, 7 o'clock at Argyle Church of Christ. God bless you, brothers. Thank you.